let's go ahead and begin. It's four o'clock on June 17th, and we're going to begin our meeting of the Senior Center Commission. Um, we don't have anybody from the public here, so can we just, and we've introduced ourselves before to everybody, I believe, so maybe we'll skip that. Um, let's go on to approve the minutes I, of the May 20th, 2021 meeting. We have a motion to approve. Um, I just, I did find oh. two little things. <laughs> I have to look at my phone because you don't have it up, so I have to look at my phone to find it. I mean, they weren't serious, but they, they should be corrected. Let me find you. So just take me a second, uh, folks, sorry. Okay. I, I did find one typo I could mention. Um, in the last paragraph, about Midway Vogel thinks the free bus service of people age 65 probably should be two or four, four free bus service for people mm -hmm. age 65. Uh, okay, I found here's the first one. In the paragraph that begins, Kristen Comrie, Comrie gave an overview of the senior center's parking program. Centers needs an apostrophe before the S. Got that, Kristen? Senior centers, center apostrophe S. Got it. Okay, that was one. And then the other one is also at the beginning of the paragraph, but I, and maybe it was the one that's already found. Well, Oh, it's the beginning of the paragraph that, that toward the end uh, that starts the other discounted parking option. Are you with me? Mm -hmm. It should be is parking validation tickets. It's not a plural. The other discounted parking option is parking validations, which are sold. It, currently, it says are. It, it reads the other discounted parking option R. Okay. okay so R should become is. I'm done. Okay. 
So does somebody want to move to approve per the Scrivener's errors that were pointed out today? I'll move. <laughs> All right, Lorraine, thank I'll you. second. And our second um, eagle eye of <laughs> moves. Thank you. Do we have a um, anybody? Oh, say aye if you approve. Sorry. Aye. 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 Any nays? No nays. Sorry, I'm running this meeting horribly today. <laughs> um, it's just been one of those weeks. Um, so now that that's done, public discussion for items not on the agenda. Any any mention of items not on the agenda? I know we had just briefly mentioned this in the beginning, but talking about when we're going back to um, in person. So maybe that can be housed though under reopening plans. That way we can talk about it as a group. But yeah, start thinking about when we want, when we feel safe um, that might fit into what Kristen and Latasha already have planned for us. But um, any other items? I know that every once in a while we'll talk about um, when we're going to approach the Johnson County Board of Supervisors and do an update to them. And I had mentioned being willing to do that and I can't remember what month, but I definitely don't have time until September, October timeframe for sure. Maybe we could um, make it a part of our 40th anniversary or something um, celebration, make make announcements. So maybe we'll just talk about doing it around that time. Um, but this month and next month are just busy for me here. Um, operational overview, that's staff. If we don't have any other items, um, Senior Center Operations Update. Moving along quick. All right, uh, y'all moving fast, so am I. Um, operations, as you all know, we have recently uh, started our phase of reopening. Um, so we, uh, the first week, we started allowing folks to come in to work out in the uh, workout facility that we have here on the ground floor. So the floor is unlocked, as well as the ground floor is currently unlocked. Um, and this week, um, folks were able to come in, work out without mask if they're in the space and everybody's okay with that. Um, and uh, we're allowing people to take off masks uh, starting next week because the band will be back rehearsing. And so while they are in their space, they can not have masks on, but they are able to rehearse. If you're in public spaces or are more public spaces outside of your area, if you're working out or tap or your class, then you're required to wear a mask it's highly recommended that you wear a mask. Um, we we um, have some things that prevent us from being able to require it, but we strongly recommend that people wear a mask um, in the building. Um, they, they are not required to, but we are definitely strongly recommending it. Um, come July 1, we will be fully open. And so all the floors will be open to the public. Um, and individuals will be able to kind of come and go. We are going to try to really push for people to use the Washington Street entrance as well as our Skywalk entrance versus trying to come through. The only other entrance is the one that's actually behind me, which is the alleyway um, of coming into the building. Some of that is for security, just so we can kind of keep a, a track of how many people are in the building kind of thing. 
um, but those two doors are very accessible for folks. We have recently installed cameras and doorbells at those doors so that when um, there's less staff in the building or there's weekends and different things that come up in the future, we will be able to see who's at the door. Wait, can we see yet, Kristen? No, we can't see yet, but we can we can sort of see. We have cameras. But we um, we also have a remote control now where we can open the door. So if you're downstairs and you're locked out on the second floor, we're able to open the door, unlock the door for you. It will immediately lock back afterwards. So that's just for staff safety and for safety of people in the building. Um, just because we have few staff and we just don't always get an eye on who's all in the building. So um, we're, we're making sure that we're putting in those protocols. And so the, the front desk will have access to that. Um, we, ha we have always had cameras in our building. Um, this allows us to kind of be a little bit more mindful that um, that is happening in our building, that we have that opportunity to be able to let people in without this week. Anytime someone's in the second floor and they didn't have their key card, I had to leave from the ground floor go all the way to the second floor, go to the parking, open the door, come back and go back downstairs. So, you know, it's very helpful to be able to just kind of click a button and people can get in versus, you know, leaving that door. And then you come back and somebody's standing at that door can't get in. And so um, it's very helpful to be able to have the remote control, especially when we have, you know, we don't have a big staff. So um, as things continue to change, um, you will see, I don't know if anybody's been in the building since we've opened, but the floor numbers have changed. So an elevator is now ground one, two, three, as well as we've changed all of the numbers on the floors that have changed names so that people are aware that now when you come in on the third floor, the parking ramp, you are officially on the third floor of the senior center. So um, we made some changes there. Um, the ground floor, if you haven't been in, is uh, on the Washington Street door is now our front desk. There is no more front desk. Um, in the lobby, actually, they're actually pulling it apart. <laughs> it's almost completely gone. They just have the last piece of it that they have to take down. Um, we have reopened the lobby. Um, when I say open, I mean like all the bookcases are gone. Um, and so it's really just couches and chairs and different things. We're just trying to find better ways for people to be social. And we're trying to utilize our space um, a little better. Um, you will also notice that um, the assembly room is mostly set up for public meetings. Um, there is a requirement and we will be going back in person um, because there are some changes on the state level that public meetings need to be held in public. So um, Senior Center had the best setup for um, city council and other commissions to meet. Um, there uh, were some uh, microphones, I'm, I'm not sure where they went, but I'm, I'm sure they're bringing them back. Um, where it's already set up in there so that when there is city council meetings, work session and regular section for a couple of months, they will be housed here in the senior center, which I think is wonderful because then we can really be able to say, look around and see the things that we uh, are gonna need some assistance with <laughs> while, um, while they're here. So I, I'm looking forward to um, housing them. We, you know, we always have the, the little things that we have to kind of twist and make adjustments, but it's just for a couple of months. And so uh, things kind of will kind of, well, nothing will go back to the way that they ever were. So let's, let's just be really honest about that. But um, there will be a little bit more normalcy about that space being utilized for classes. It still will be used for classes, um, but there will be um, a little bit of adjustment of how we set up the room. Um, the other thing is you'll see gradually over time more hybrid person, more hybrid classes, meaning um, part Zoom, part in-person classes. So people have the option to do both. 
So if you're registering for classes, you'll have the option to select if you want to take the class online or if you want to select it and take it in person. There'll be capacities for the in-person ones, of course. Um, but we also want to allow people who want access to classes through classes to be able to um, see it in Zoom. Now, that is a learning curve because a lot of people went from teaching in person to teaching in Zoom. As a, as a person who has taught at the university and I've had students on Zoom and students in front of me, it is very easy to forget the students that are on Zoom if you're interacting with people who are right in front of you. So you have to make a concentrated effort to really like concerted effort, excuse me, to really be like, oh yeah, would you like to add to it unless they just kind of speak up on their own. Um, so there, there's a little bit of a learning curve there with our instructors. Um, there's also some delays because some instructors are a little leery of coming back into the building to teach their classes. Right. Um, so, you know, and, and so we, some classes may only be um, um, online. So, you know, we're working through that. There are some people who are beating down the door to come back and have their classes. And then there are others who are reserved, but we want to make sure that we can keep a nice amount of hybrid classes because we do have people who do not live in our state that want to take classes and they want to participate in lectures. And so this allows us to help people maintain their um, memberships all year round, even if they are in Florida or New York or wherever they are, um, you know, for different seasons, they can still participate in those ways, as well as our folks that, um, I guess we have international members, so they can still participate. Um, as well in some of those uh, classes. So we're working through it. It's gonna be a learning curve because some things you, you just don't know until you're right in the thick of it. Um, so we are trying to do as many things as we can in advance to try to uh, be smooth about it. But you know, I'm expecting some, some kinks <laughs> along the way in the chain of command of how things go. So um, we're just hoping that people will be flexible with us as we, uh, as we learn those things. I'm trying to think if there's anything else on the operations side. Um, the lobby will be at some point by the time we're fully open, I believe if, if we move Kristen's desk, which we are moving Kristen's desk, it'll just be the first floor will just be kind of a blank canvas. Um, they'll have some chairs and different um, things out there. Uh, we'll be moving the library down to that first floor so that people can have access on that floor. So it's more of a social, the first floor will turn to more of a social floor. Um, so that's more of our social connections floor um, that you'll see on that second floor, I mean that third floor, sorry, the third floor will definitely be more of our lifelong learning floor and obviously the, the, the bottom floor or ground floor will be our wellness floor. But of course things can move throughout the building. It's going to be about availability of classrooms, etc. Um, about our ability to do some of those things. Am I missing anything, Kristen? Anything major on operations in? When, when we come back as a group, will we be in the assembly room or can we still meet on the third floor because of the recording can, requirements? Right. We, that's the thing. I think it, the re recording requirements are the thing that we have to figure out. Um, we are welcome, obviously, to use the assembly room since the cameras and different things are already set up in there. And it's kind of fancy, you know, it's got the little, everybody's got their own private bubbles um, that they have separated out in there for people to have with microphones. And that's the biggest thing is that if we're filming that people are able to hear you, that the camera is able to, um, 
you know, so we'll figure it out. I think the city's trying to figure it out too, because they're like, we got to film all these meetings now. And we've never had to film all these meetings before. And we only have this much staff and we got to get to all the meetings. And, you know, so it's, it's, a, it's a lot of things happening behind the scenes. Somebody was like, that should have been open. I'm like, it's a lot of things happening behind the scenes that have to happen before, you know, we can just open the doors. Um, we just got to kind of figure it out. We haven't been in our offices um, or we haven't had the building open for 16 months. And that's a long time um, to kind of get things back going again. And nobody's been through a pandemic, at least like, you know, <laughs> you know, modern day pandemic. I mean, you know, maybe a long time ago, we've had some major illnesses that have come, but not for this length of time. So this is a new experience for all of us. So, um, if you have questions or anything, let me know, but Kristen's gonna add some things. Well, I was just gonna say, uh, maybe uh, talk about the billiards room. Oh, yes. So the billiards room is currently being, oh, is, are they finished yet? I don't think they're finished yet. Close. They're close. They're close to finishing. We put a fresh paint of coat. Oh, I say that every time. <laughs> we oh. have that on recording. We have that. That's a blooper. I so know. Let me take down 417 on 617. Yes, it's a fresh coat of paint. I have said paint of coat like 20 times. I do not know why I keep saying that, but. Anyways, there's some paint in there now, <laughs> some new paint, and we're going to be putting up some uh, new fixtures and just some things to help people feel welcome um, when they're coming in to, uh, <laughs> to see us um, and visit with us in, the, in that room. And of course, you know, in some of our plans, that room actually gets moved up to the first floor, which make it a more of a social space as well down the line when we get to some of our renovations. Now. And then that room will kind of end up being a little bit more of a fitness room and we'll stretch out those fitness rooms a little bit more to give people a little bit more space. So we hope, I don't know, um, uh, I'll give a building a uh, 40th anniversary um, in a little bit, but um, Kristen, can I share my screen? Is it possible? Can you um, make me a host, a co-host for one second? Figure out how to do that, just one second. Um, what I want to share with you all is I, I think it's um, very important that we um, start considering um, not only having our, um, not only having our, oops, let me make this bigger, um, having our mission and vision more visible in our building. Um, but I have also, um, we had some students do uh, like a racial equity um, um, can you all see that? Oh, wait. Oh, I have three screens now. So I just I never know where I am or where the camera is sometimes. But I also thought it would be really important that we have some form of equity state statement or standard that we could have in our building as well to make sure that not only the staff are aware, but also our members and the public is aware what we are striving for, um, including our mission and vision. I think it's important that our members and the public know what our vision is, what is our mission as a, a senior center here in Iowa City. Um, and as well as we should be really clear about um, that we are welcoming of people from all different backgrounds. So this is something a student and I are working on and this is not signed, sealed and delivered. <laughs> so that's why I'm showing you this is a draft of a draft of a draft <laughs> as in it's really in the most draft form uh, staff have, have given me some suggestions about some possible changes 
Um, but we were just kind of playing around a little bit with language that made sense that would encompass who we are as a, a senior center. So we chose to use the language equity standard as in this is something that we want to uphold. So that is the that language is strong there on purpose. Um, this is our equity standard is to purposefully embrace inclusion by creating a more equitable, accessible, safe, welcoming and inclusive senior center where differences are recognized, respected, valued, and celebrated. And so actually that recognized, respected, valued, and celebrated, I think I have even a little bit of the, of the um, older mission we had a little bit in there, if I can remember, I might, I might be, I think so. <laughs> um, so wanted to show you all this and know that we're working on that, that, that statement and knowing that we also wanna have it uh, on, on our TVs as a screen, but also in our building as something that people are coming in and they're clear that this is, this is what we are about. This is what we're doing and we want people to feel welcome regardless of, of what, how they're different from you and I. And so, um, but love feedback on that. Like I said, it's, we know we got a couple of too many equity equitables in there and um, too many inclusions and inclusive, <laughs> but it still gets at what we were trying to get at, but we probably need to do a little bit of a word search um, on some of those pieces to clarify that a little better and get a little bit um, more on and what we're trying to say. Thoughts? I think using like, instead of using senior center, maybe gathering space or like public space, because I think don't we do things for people other than seniors? Just, I know it's like in, it's very draft. So just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, I, I think I think the reason why we specifically put senior center is because it's coming from the senior center. I think if it was coming from the city, it makes more sense to be very specific True. about like public facilities. Um, but since it was specific, since it's specifically coming from the senior center and how we put out our programming and how we want to put, how people, we want to receive people and how we want members to receive others um that's why we put that word in there just just for clarification but that definitely is something i can take back that we can talk about that a little bit and latasha i had a small suggestion sure i'm open uh differences uh, I, I think if we said something like differences in backgrounds and opinions because sometimes people don't feel free to speak what they believe when they feel that they're the minority, you know, that their opinions, for instance, left, right, uh, are not respected in a place or the majority of people there feel differently. Mm -hmm. So they tend to be silent. So differences in background that would include differences in, you know, race and ethnicity and so forth. Mm -hmm. But also of opinions, people feel free to speak what they and uh, that they be respected. Okay. So, so further clarification of what the word difference means. Right, right. Just going on to say like differences in background and opinions or whatever language you want to use, but just so that people know that it includes a number of different things. Okay. Like I say, it's a standard now. It's hard. This is not easy. Well, we no, wrote, it's not. These are beautiful words, but this, this is difficult. Right. Uh, but I think it's necessary for us to be so bold to put it out there that we, we want people to feel this way. We are striving for this and know that each individual person is going to be different in how they interpret this. So yeah. So yeah, thank you so much. I have that noted. I, I'd make one suggestion too. 
by creating means it isn't happening yet, that, that you're not there. Maybe you want to say by being a more equitable safe and so forth. Um, it's a little stronger language than creating. Okay. And I would um, put on there, um, I would probably leave out the word more because it sounds like it wasn't that. Um, and it kind of, I think a stronger statement just to say an equitable, accessible, safe, and just leave out the word more. Okay, uh, so I like that. technically yeah. being equitable, accessible. Yeah. Okay, okay. Other thoughts? I appreciate this, this is very helpful. It's not final. I'll, I'll bring back another version of it for you. Um, but I hope the heart of the message is in there. That's, that's my biggest thing is that yeah. the heart of the message is in, in there. Um, that we want people to feel welcome here. Um, and so I think that that's really important to say it out loud, not to presume that people know that because I've talked to many of people and, and that, you know, they have differences of opinion about, about this statement. And so that's why we have to definitely work on, on this. Um, we're not gonna be able to uh, do that for everybody, but it doesn't mean we shouldn't strive to. Because um, everyone's gonna have a, a different variables about what this looks like, <laughs> looks like for them. And I still got, you know, laws and policies and stuff to say, nope, you can't do that, Latasha. <laughs> so, um, but yes, I wanted to bring this to present it to you all as a part of our operations of some work that we're doing internally um, and want to share with you all and get your feedback and, and uh, hopefully down the line, get you all's final stamp and approval on, on what that statement is as representative of the Senior Center and our work um, towards making sure that we're inclusive. So what if somebody is not meeting the standard? So let's say someone is berating someone for their religious beliefs um, publicly. Is there an action behind this to maintain this inclusive environment or mm -hmm. um, is it just a statement? I mean, like, what would have, you do in have, those situations? We have a code of conduct and um, okay. I'm, I'm currently writing the procedures on how that is. But in our, if, I don't remember, I don't know if you remember the, the code of conduct policy, but in the code of conduct policy, it kind of states like you get a warning, and if you can't, you know, if you can't have a warning, then you can get suspended for so many days. And if that doesn't work, you can get suspended for even more days. And then, you know, if it it kind of it kind of ticks up that way. Um, and and it's, it trust me, as a person that has had to be the deciding person about is this appropriate behavior, it is tough, right? Because you're getting two sides of the story. And, you know, in the end, you end up going, you know, well, how about everybody take a little break? And then we come back um, and resume. Um, you come on Tuesday and you come on Wednesday, and then, you know, we resume in that way. And so, um, but I think that's important that there, there are consequences here at the senior center when there is behavior that is not upholding to our, um, our code of how we want to interact with one another. And it's there for a reason. And we have had to utilize that from time to time, not very often, but from time to time. And so when we're getting into something like this, there, this, this will be challenged by people, this will be. 
Um, and it's it's tough. This is a tough one because this is also the standard we have to hold our instructors to, members and everyone. And sometimes we're not always in those classrooms and we don't know what's being said. And so we have to deal with that after the fact, of course. And sometimes people don't let us know <laughs> that's even happening. And so then it's like, you know, two months later and they're like, oh, you know, this happened. I'm like, well, it's hard to address, go back and address it, but uh, still needs to be addressed. Um, Yes. Is there like reporting procedures that maybe could be put into place, like veiling someone's name, just you know, to be able to report things that might yeah. be suspect? Usually, when people have issues, they usually leave me a note in our boxes around the building, and I and I collect them and I try. If they want me to contact them, um, then they do. But if it's if it's a complaint about an individual person, I usually try to follow up them and go, hey. You know, I don't know the whole story here. Can you tell me a little bit about the situation? And I try to talk through with them and then be really clear about what, what, our, what our standard is here about how we have this. And sometimes people are like, I didn't do that. I'm like, I understand that. I understand that's for second you give it. I think this is how it, it was received. And so how can we handle this differently in the future? Um, this kind of the conversation that I have to have with people, especially if I don't have like, if I only have like a note and I'm like, you know, but some people will leave me their name and their address, their e all their emails, their phone number. I'm like, okay, let me make sure I call you back and, you know, spend some time on the phone and figuring that out. Um, but, you know, that's, that's my job, right? So I, I have done that in the past and will continue to do that as we continue to try to strive to um, make sure that everyone feels sure. It's always good to have values statements like this so that you can lean on that. It's a, like a blueprint, like you can check off. Yeah, you violated this one and this one, and this is what we expect of you. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard when you, I think it's hard. It's one thing when people know mission and visions and standards and different things exist. It's another thing where you're being really bold about putting it out there as a reminder to people um, because it becomes more real and more tangible versus this thing that sometimes you see at the bottom of your program guide. It becomes like, this is what we believe and we're striving for that. And if anything, um, this pandemic has um, allowed me to see the value in mission and vision statements because it allowed us to stay focused, to keep the ship steered in a direction that worked well for folks, even when we couldn't be in person. And, um, you know, this is also something that I want to incorporate in our work that we're making sure that we're trying to do this to the best of our ability. Fall down, probably some places, we'll fall down some places in our mission and vision too, but getting back up and trying to strive for this is important. Okay, I've said too much. <laughs> Other questions, I don't wanna um, belabor. So Latasha, does everyone get, um, will everyone get like the equity standard and the code of conduct? Do they get that when they join? Um, and that's another thing that I was saying. I was like, where is it? How do people find it? So we do currently have our code of conduct on our website. Where you, is it on our website? Yeah, we, I made sure we put it on yeah. our website. If people had any questions about what our code of conduct is, that it's there. And that's another reason why I'm posting our mission and vision and equity standards so that people can see it. It's gonna be on the TVs, you can see it. So you know, I know we all are clear on what it is. And then we can find some place to post the, the code of conduct. I think the most important places for that to be is probably like 
the assembly room, the billiards room, um, you know, maybe our exercise room or something like that. You can put it up, make it look nice. Put it up just because those are places where people are at a lot and then doing more interaction. I'm getting myself for a second. Yeah, so when I have people sign up for our dog park, I make them read all the expectations of behavior that I have for them and sign off on those just, I mean, it's, I call it acknowledgements. So that's an idea too. And they have to maintain, get hand, they get handed a packet of rules and regulations and requirements as well. That So I can say, if you're misbehaving, you signed off on this thing, you are acknowledged, you read it. Like, so it's on you. Um, I don't know. Do you have to do that very often? Oh, they do it for every time somebody uh, purchases a dog park pass, every time pur somebody purchases a pet license, every time somebody applies for the North Liberty Transportation Systems Program, all these things, yeah, they have to acknowledge a bunch of stuff that I tell them. <laughs> do you have people who cause problems and where you have to? You do. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, Latasha, I feel, yeah. It's just, you know, humans. Everybody has yeah. bad days, too, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. people we just have rough right. days, and they had, just... We haven't had to have... I don't, I don't, I don't feel, and even with some of the situations that have been even, I wouldn't say extreme, but have been tougher, I still haven't felt that I have needed to go... Uh, I'm thankful for them social work skills. <laughs> it's like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm able to be empathetic about what's happening, but also have to uphold a certain standard and people get that. And most of our members, I think they understand it's a public space and they have rights, but then they also know that we have to be in a space that's comfortable for everyone. And so for the most part, I haven't had to technically enforce code of conduct. In my last three years, I've had to remind people like, hey, you know, we we have a way in which we want to interact with one another, and this might not be it. And for the most part, people will hear that. Um, and if people get mad at me, they usually just write my boss a note, or they write one to the city council. And I don't know. Okay, but I know I did the right thing according to what we have right here. So, all right, you know, if I ever just end out on the streets, just just know I must have broke some rule. But <laughs> for the most part, I try to adhere to what we have. For the most part. I mean, all the time, actually, not most part, but, you know, really just trying to work with people where they are because we're dealing with people with different conditions. Trying to be mindful of that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So moving on. Yes. Okay. Um, so the Senior Center operations updates are all over then, I'm assuming. Um, commission discussion. So Senior Center master plan discussion. Is there anything to update us on that or are we good? No, I'm not really. They uh, We're still waiting for them to get back to us for kickoff dates. I'm not sure what the delay is exactly, but um, um, there, there's been something happening over at the firm and it's not our end. Like they have all the documents and, and everything. Last time they didn't have all the documents. This time they have all the documents and everything is in their lap. So we're just waiting on architectural firm to uh, come up with some 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 dates so that we can get together and start getting this moving. Um, but that's about the only update I have on that. All right. Anybody have anything that they want to discuss about that at this point? All right. 
40th anniversary updates party. Yeah, so um, I believe that we are going to, um, we haven't decided on if we're going to do something outdoors or indoors, or we're going to do a combination of outdoors and indoors. We are thinking about doing a full week of celebration for the 40th anniversary, partnering with some of the city departments. For instance, we know the Sunday before the week of our um, anniversary is Grandparents Day, so we're considering partnering with uh, Iowa City Public Library um, and trying to see if we can pull something together about Grandparents Day, but also um, um, just remembering the Senior Center and our 40th anniversary and as part of our celebration. We will have four banners up downtown. Um, right now we're working on um, what the language will be. We got pretty close to what the language will be, and so we're going to we're waiting for some drafts back, I believe, from a local artist that will um, give us some ideas of what the banner will look like. Um, and I think that was about it. Our, our ultimate goal is Thursday. I think Thursday is our anniversary. We want to do um, um, kind of like 40th birthday, like, like almost like birthday <laughs> uh, celebration in some ways. And so we want to end the week um, or end the celebrations with a movie. So we were looking at movies that came out 40 years ago, right? So we're trying to come up with movies. And the, the, the funniest and so far the front runner, but we want to definitely touch with our other committees, et cetera, is um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of, Temple of Doom. But we're, I was like, is there any cultural issues here? You know, we're just trying to dig into it. We want to make sure whatever we put out obviously is not offensive to anyone. But it was just kind of funny. And also that we actually have a connection to Harrison Ford. And we're hoping that maybe if we play his movie, we will get him to do a little welcome before the movie starts um, when we have that. So we'll see. We'll see. No promises. No <laughs> um, but we, we, will, uh, we will definitely um, have some really fun and some, some cool things that we'll have planned. And, We'll need you all's help to come out as commissioners so you can have your little name tag on and, you know, and, you know, just represent us out at the events that we're having. Obviously, you could come to all of them, but some of them would just be like kids that people can pick up and kind of thing and, you know, tag us in your picture kind of thing. Um, um, but then we'll have an in-person um, celebration on that day. So probably some cupcakes or something and who knows, some cookies or something. You know, cookies and punch, cookies and punch. Nothing, no sirloin steaks, nothing like that. <laughs> something to the point that the public can, can come celebrate our anniversary with us. So. All right. Awesome. Um, and it looks like Grandparents Day is Sunday, September 12th. Mm -hmm. so, and then the, the it would be that Thursday after mm -hmm. that, yeah. the 16th. Yeah. That is also Johnson County's welcoming week. So oh, I might be it? busy. <laughs> I might oh. be busy that week. Go uh, we're figure, holding... but what can we do, right? <laughs> we'll see if we can combine yeah. some some efforts there. Um, all right. So that's awesome. Uh reopening plans, the next item. So I know Kristen had mentioned at the beginning, beginning of the meeting, I think even before we started, she mentioned to me that um meetings are now being recorded and all of them and so and you had mentioned in-person requirements now mm -hmm. beginning so does that mean reopening also brings this group back this next month yes in july we will begin 
in-person meeting back in the building. And if people in this group are not comfortable meeting in person, are they able to then zoom in? Does the bylaws allow um, that? I, I the, the biggest thing is that it has to be recorded. So I think we just have to figure out that hybrid situation if there really is someone that's just, you know, doesn't want to come down to the building, et cetera. I think we have to be flexible. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, we just do like this is a whole new world. And so we have to be flexible about how we do this, but we, we definitely know that we have to at least have some some people in the chairs um, for public meeting for public people to be able to come to a location and it has to be recorded. Yeah, I think I, I for one would prefer to be able to zoom in because I don't real feel even though I've been vaccinated. I know everyone who will be coming into the center has not been vaccinated. Mm -hmm. We have no way of monitoring it. Mm -hmm. And you said we can't even enforce masks, right? So, you know, it's like I don't want to go inside a restaurant. I'm willing to eat outside, but I'm not willing to go inside because I don't know who's been vaccinated and who isn't when they're all without masks. Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I'm... Um, I'm in a group that's highly vulnerable, even though I've been vaccinated. So I would strongly prefer to be able to not come into the building. No, understandable, completely understandable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to be able to manage that and give everybody that choice without them feeling that they're putting anybody out, you know, like. Right. Mm -hmm. So but we'll figure it out. We'll probably have, I mean, it, honestly, I think there are a ton of people that prefer to just be at home and be able to click on a Zoom link and be involved. No kidding. In <laughs> I mean, Easy. honestly, for myself, even, you know, other public sessions, it's like, oh, I could just, I can be there, but like, I don't have to go to Phoenix, <laughs> you know, to, to participate in this. Um, or it, I think it helps folks that wouldn't financially be able to do things. Like, you know what I'm saying? It really has opened up some opportunities that we never thought that we would have. And the pivoting has been eye-opening in so many ways and really has like shattered a lot of disbelief that people have had about their ability to, to um, be able to adjust to technology, so. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, so we'll see what so, we can do to set something up to see how we can make that work. Maybe that's something that if you feel like you would rather do Zoom, contact Kristen and she'll get you connected. We'll figure out, we'll troubleshoot something. We'll test it out. Um, mm -hmm. I'm willing to be the test subject and run a meeting, a pretend meeting or something <laughs> to well, make sure that everything works and that you're able to interact because we also want you to be able to give us um, all of your insight too and communicate with us. So, um, yeah. Uh, anything else as far as that goes? All right. Well, I have nothing else. Um, and there's nothing else on the agenda. So if we're done, anybody have anything to say? Linda's tapping her screen. So I don't know if, no, no, I was just <laughs> okay. tapping it. It came up weird on my iPad. Okay. I didn't know you're trying to like unmute. Um, yeah. And I will, I will be there in person next month. And those of you who are able and willing and all that to join us, please do. If, if not, yeah, definitely contact Kristen and we'll get you connected. Great. We want, we want to make that 
option available for sure. Yeah. Especially for this group. Yeah, totally. Lorraine, I want to keep you safe. <laughs> um, that's priority. If nothing else, I'm going to move to adjourn. Yeah. And we'll be done at 4.44 p.m. And I will see you next month.